listening to the Talking True Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos, your one-stop for non-stop basketball talk. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow our social media, Talking True Hoops, on Twitter and Instagram. Now, here's Tip-Off with Rob and Nick. Welcome back to another episode of the Talking True Hoops podcast. Episode number 26, back in the studio here with Robert Schlatter and Nick Paravalos. Nick, day right after the national championship, Villanova took on Michigan. Villanova easily won the game, 79-62. Big performance here by Dante DiVincenzo. Takes over the game with 31 points. DiVincenzo! Absolutely crazy performance. Kid was playing great defense, hitting all of his shots. It was... Unbelievable what we were watching. A six-man off the bench. He was designated as their six-man. Kid was playing out of his mind. He's a redshirt sophomore this year, and the buzz is just crazy around this kid today. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge Dante DiVincenzo fan. It's uh, you know he's had he's actually been there. Were you a real fan before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to mention that he's okay. been. I was gonna say if you watch any Villanova games, he's been their spark plug off the bench throughout the year, and you know he got his record. The recognition he deserves in the national championship, putting up 31 points. The man was on fire. They started off slow, Villanova, but good teams managed to find the way to just take over the game, and that's what they did. Michigan, I've been saying it throughout the tournament. I'm not a big fan of them. They hadn't faced a higher seed throughout their whole bracket, their whole left side of the bracket. So it showed that when you play in poor competition, yeah, you're going to look good. But when you play one of the best teams in the country – you're going to show your weaknesses, and that's what Villanova exploited, and you know that's why they're number one. Absolutely, and if we look at the rest of the box score, there were there were guys that were making contributions. Uh, yes, outside the whole, of whole the, Villanova team. Villanova. Jalen Brunson got in a little bit of foul trouble. Yep. He only had nine points. Let's see, two two assists, two rebounds. So it wasn't the greatest game for what most believe or who a lot believe on that team is the the leader and, and he some still is the leader, the point guard. Yeah, yep. he is, and someone believes the best player and that maybe not going to translate on the next level who knows we got to see how he does in the nba but the guy that i really like that i'm hoping somehow goes to the new york knicks mikhail bridges had a good game 19 points one assist four rebounds solid solid performance for the proposed lottery pick possibly yes he is so uh and then on the other side a guy who kind of upped his stock a little bit was uh wagner Wagner. Wagner. Is that how that yeah, that's how it's the, the, ger- w, the V. It's a V. Yeah, so different pronunciation. But he he kinda started he had like a lot of real good highlights during the final four. And like he kinda led that team pretty well. And like they Michigan got off to a good start. I think at one point in the game they're up like twenty four, twenty one. I was kinda thinking like, all right, this is gonna be a good game. And he he was playing well at the beginning of the game. He had sixteen points, seven rebounds, one assist. And really after I'd say once once they got down to like the eight minute mark in the first the first half, the Dante train started. Yeah, it I, you can't match that effort. That's what Michigan they didn't expect it. And Michigan just yeah they just got hit real hard like you said the Dante train hit them real hard, and they didn't know what to do with it. The kid was playing unbelievable. He had uh, he I think he pinned a block against the backboard. He did. It was a goaltend I will say in Michigan's favor, but. In that they didn't, they missed it, but it was an outstanding. He turned the ball over and he ran the court, yeah, and got the block. And then he had another one where he put two hands up and just Straight met, up, met this met guy him. at the rim. And 
He, Sneaky athletic. Uh, that's all you got to say with with him. I mean, he he's an athletic, really good guy off the bench. Two two guard played a little bit of point. You know, mm-hmm. can 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 go over there for a little bit. But I think that it was just a great showing out for Villanova. And I think that the big takeaway from this national championship and for the past years has got to be like looking at a program like Villanova, who's won two of the past three national championships. And then if you look at the past winners of the national championship, it's not always going to be these one and done schools that are just getting these big recruits. I think out of the list that we have in front of us, the one outlier is got to be Duke when they had just Kentucky and, and Kentucky when they had um, Duke, when they had Justice Winslow, Jahil. Jalil Okafor, and when Grayson Allen was a freshman, Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones. And then if you looked at, obviously, Kentucky with Anthony Davis, who was was Tyreek Evans on that team? Um, Tyreek Evans? Yeah. No, Tyreek Evans went to Memphis. It was, what's what, it called? Michael Kidd Gilchrist? Why did I think Tyreek? I, I don't know. Doesn't he kind of like... Michael Kidd, um, Brandon Knight, I think. That was a bad mistake on my part. Uh, Anthony Davis, et cetera. Pat- no, no, Patrick Patterson was with um, Cousins. But yeah, I think you made up a you brought up a great and, point yeah. that one and done schools t- tend to not win in national championships, mm-hmm. which it shows because experience does win in these types of games. I will say that you know one person that we haven't recognized so far talking about Villanova is uh, the coach Jay Wright. Jay Wright now is automatically a Hall of Famer, winning two in the two in three years is, blows your mind. Actually, um, you know he coaches team very he coaches his team very well, and he's figured it out. They hit a low point four years ago. But ever since then, they have been the best team in the last four years, record-wise. Yeah, and they've they've broken through that that wall. Yeah, that Villanova curse, like, and right? that Villanova curse, something that probably Virginia is gonna face for the next couple years because <laughs> losing to that 16 seed, that like how I mentioned before in the podcast, that you know Villanova was able to overcome that hump. And they just looked completely dominant. We made the point in the last podcast previewing the Final Four that we thought either Kansas or Villanova, whoever would come out of that side of the bracket, would probably win and look very dominant. And don't get me wrong, like Loyola, Chicago, and Michigan were good stories. Michigan was the hottest team in the tournament. Loyola, Chicago was the Cinderella story in the tournament. But sometimes, man, it's hard to beat the best. It is. Just just looking at their record through the whole regular season, even Kansas, I I think even if Kansas matched up with Michigan or or Loyola Chicago matched up with Michigan or Loyola Chicago matched up with Villanova, probably wouldn't have ended up going well for either Michigan or Loyola Chicago. Yeah. But, yeah. Another another shout-out to um, two guys on Villanova, Spellman and um, Pascal. Both those guys played huge the whole year, so they they actually stepped up um, rebounding-wise on um, Wagner the whole game. Shout-out to them. Pascal actually shout-out because he went to Fordham and he transferred to Uh, Nova. Yep, yep. he's a a New York guy, him and Spellman both. So, you know, overall we expected Villanova – they were my team to win the whole thing. I yeah. got it right. Yeah. So congratulations. Yeah, but my you, whole bracket was gone. The rest. Yeah. Of at it. least you didn't pick Arizona to win. <laughs> yep. So once again, they, they it showed that the best team won this national championship in my eyes. There's yeah. Nothing to it. Absolutely. Yeah. So Villanova national champs, and then also I want to just throw out real quick. I saw some story that Dante Divincenzo would be like looked at to enter the NBA draft. Got any other bad ideas? I'm not really feeling that. No, no chance. That guy's no, a four-year player. Yeah, he's a four-year guy or at least one more year. I don't really see him not. I mean, he's got a lot of – he had one – or he had a good tournament but like, and a good season, but 
let, let's hold hold off. It's a deep on, draft. Yeah, too. it's it's a very deep draft. I could see him. He would be like a guy that goes second round. So let's let's hold off on the Divincenzo going in the NBA draft this year. Doesn't look very promising for him. So Villanova national championships or national champions of 2018. Moving on. Is that going to end our uh, college basketball talk for this year so far? So far, man. Right? Unless, unless we get some, news, unless we get some big, some stuff like that. Yeah, some big recruiting news. Hopefully, UConn makes some noise. That'd be nice. But moving on to NBA, the NBA Hall of Fame class of 2018 was announced, and shout out Ray Allen getting a bid or getting into the Hall of Fame, along with Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, Grant Hill. Maurice Cheeks, and let's see yeah. who the other ones were, so I don't miss that. Uh, WNBA's Tina Thompson, Coach Lefty <coughs> Driesel, Charlie Scott, Executive Rick Welts, and Ron Th- Rod Thorne, and Dino Raja, Katie Smith, and then, yeah, that, that those are all the okay. people in the Hall of Fame. But we're going to talk about the NBA guys, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, Grant Hill, Ray Allen, Mo Cheeks. For the most part, I think we were pretty spot on. I think we talked about this yeah, a we good amount of weeks it, yeah. ago. Um, but to be honest, I I feel like Maurice Cheeks is probably the the big surprise out of the guys that got in that were like second time around. Yep. I'm trying to go back and look and see which guys we. Well, what's his name didn't get in Chris Weber. Yeah, I don't think right? he should get in. I think Chris Weber is one of the most overrated, overhyped guys, and he had like I a, agree. Obvious and <laughs> funny thing talking about the uh, yeah. Well, he shouldn't have been announcing that game last night. No, no, no. Not we're, I'm not saying that. Oh, but the, I'm just the technical the technical foul thing that the yeah. first technical foul or not even Michigan. I think it was in all NCAA was the technical foul that Chris Weber uh, was given when he called the timeout when they didn't have any timeouts when he. What when Chris Webber called that timeout against North Carolina when they had no timeouts left and he costed them the game. Yep. Webber brings it into the front court. They have no timeouts remaining. Oh, he causes he too many timeouts. That's a technical foul. He called a timeout. Michigan doesn't yes. have any. Before he was pretty much traveled. So I thought that was funny. But Chris Webber should not have gotten into the Hall of Fame. I think Maurice Cheeks has been around long enough. He was on those teams with, like, Dr. J, uh, Daryl Dawkins, Mo, um Moses Malone, so he was a part of those uh, the championship team that they had, and he was very good for them in the 80s. Yeah, so, I like Mo Cheeks. Yeah, so I think he gets in. I think it's funny how Grant Hill gets in on his first time around instead of Chris Webber because they were both guys that had a lot of college success and then had, you know, Grant Hill, I'd say, probably had a little bit more NBA Longevity. Success. He had Long, longevity. A little bit it. more, even though he was injured a lot. And, uh, like, but they kind of – I put Grant Hill and Chris Webber kind of in the same light. But I think it's kind of funny that he would get in before. And then, obviously, Steve Nash and Jason Kidd. You can't really argue against those guys. No debate. Those two guys are unanimous in my eyes. First ballot Hall of Famers. Ray Allen, too. So, yeah, I think we nailed it on once we discussed it in early January, I think. Uh, Yeah. We pretty much predicted how it was going to go down. I think we even said Mo Cheeks is getting in. Yeah. So Well, do you think think that – Maybe they should have given the nod to Chauncey Billups over. Is Mr. Bigshot eligible? Yeah, yeah, he was eligible. So over, yeah, over I, Grant Hill. Yeah, I would take I would take him over I, Grant Hill because he's got a championship but, and and. But it is the it's not the NBA Hall of Fame. It's the Naismith basketball. basketball Hall of Fame. So they probably were like, Grant Hill had two national championships with Duke and that Leitner squad. So 
got to throw him in there because of the history that he's had. And he's been around the game for a while. Obviously, he was calling the national championship, so he he's a basketball guy. Mm-hmm. He's still wrecking that. Like people are kind of nostalgic when they look back at Grant Hill in the '90s and are like, "This guy was LeBron before LeBron. Yeah. Like he was supposed to take. He was. He was supposed to take over the game from Jordan. From Jordan, and then it ended up not happening due to injuries. So I can understand why they had a little bit more of a love affair with Grant Hill as opposed to Chauncey Billups, because Chauncey Billups, before he won the championship in 2004, he was kind of bouncing around. I think he was with Boston, maybe Phoenix for a little bit before Ooh. he got to Detroit. Chauncey Billups. He, he oh, was yeah, a, Mr. Yeah, Big Shot. Mr. Big Shot. So I think, you know, people ha- people Boston, were a little yeah. – Yeah, I think it took a while for yeah. Chauncey to f- get some uh, Hall of Fame – or get some success in his NBA career. Mr. Big Shot. So Grant Hill was kind of – you know, he he's had a, a – a little more, like you said, a little bit more longevity with his career overall in basketball. So it makes sense. Is what's his name? Was he eligible? I'm gonna give you a name right now. Tracy McGrady. He made it last year. He's in. Yeah, he's made okay. It. Yeah, see now, now I'm good. Well, he needs some clarification. He, he's another guy. I don't. I don't. I mean, Tracy <laughs> McGrady made a big impact on the game, and I get that. But like, uh, I mean, I, I'm okay with Tracy McGrady, guy who you know never makes the playoffs and didn't really, you know, he, he was just a guy that sold shoes and. He's, he's I mean, I'm probably gonna catch flack for that if anyone you know listening and T Mac is a baller, bro. Yeah, come T Mac, T Mac a ball. I'm not gonna lie, T-Mac straight out of high school. T Mac. I feel like we gotta put Vince Carter on this ballot, but he's still playing. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, honestly, <laughs> right? He, he's been playing forever. You feel like he's eventually there's gonna be like once he retired. Oh, let's just throw him in the Hall of Fame already. You know, he's been playing. Too How about long. the Wallaces? Ben Wallace, I th- no Ben Wallace didn't get. He got yeah. into the. Um, the Detroit Pistons Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's I don't think he's in the NBA or Naismith. I gotta keep remembering Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. How about Sheed? Sheed, I think, still has more eligibility to, yeah. or like a couple more, or like a year or two. He's a guy that could get in. Yeah, I think. I, I don't know Sheed before before Chris Webber. Yeah, NBA champion. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Chris Webber. He did play really well in college, um, but she did too, man. He went yeah. to North Carolina. Yeah, Sheed was a good ball player. So you, I, I, I couldn't. Race definitively that. say that I'd rather take. I'd rather have Rashid to be completely honest. Yeah, I, I mean I'm not a big Chris Webber fan. Let's be honest. Even re- regardless, I think Rashid Wallace, he got that championship and he helped out tremendously in Detroit. And they, yeah, they, he got to like two championships with them and won one. So yeah, and he had he would play one of the best defensive teams. Played with, uh, yeah, played with Portland before. I loved when he was a Nick. That was crazy. I loved Sheed. Boston too. Boston yeah, too. Boston. So you know. I think she'd she'd will eventually get in, but that that's the uh, the Hall of Fame class of 2018. So once again, shout out Ray Allen, UConn alum, getting mm-hmm. into the Hall of Fame. It's, it's really cool, and obviously he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Moving on to another topic, Joel Embiid. We discussed in our free throw segments last week that he is reportedly out, or he's at least out for two weeks with a uh, orbital bone fracture. In his face. In the face! In the face! And he also went through the uh, concussion protocol. It happened when him and uh, Fultz ran in, clashed into each other after a loose ball. And Woj was saying, obviously, two to four weeks. And they're thinking the postseason starts, I think there's 10 more days of basketball, of regular season basketball. And then I think that the playoffs start April 14th, I want to say. April 14th or... Yeah, yeah, it starts... Yeah. There's like six games left. April 14th to like April 16th. So two to four weeks. That I mean, they... The thing with this is, 
I don't know if they should rush him back as soon. Like, because where – let's pull up the, the NBA standings right now. Because I don't know if they really want to rush him back. Because he's – they gave this guy a, a big contract extension. So, right now they're in the fourth – Embiid. Joel Embiid, yeah. Yep. So right now they're in the fourth seed, and they'd be going up against Indiana. Would you have enough trust in Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz and Dario Saric, Robert Covington, all these guys? JJ. JJ Redick. Would you have enough trust in these guys to let Embiid miss a couple games? Because I don't know if you – like, this, this Sixers team is built for the long haul, so I don't know if you really want to rush him back as soon. Obviously, you want to give Philly some more success, especially with this – Obviously, Villanova winning the exactly. national championship. They're hot. They're hot. They're hot. So you got you know they want to stay hot right now. So do, are you going to rush Embiid back if if it is true that they're rushing him back? And well, plus two, if they give him a mask player, rough. unless you're Rip Hamilton, man, it's tough to play with a mask on. Yeah, I mean, I think he had his surgery done. You know, successful. I think they don't need to rush it. I think he'll come back within his two weeks, two to four weeks. He can play with a mask on. I could see Joel Embiid definitely playing with a mask possibly trying to pull some stunt like LeBron did with that black mask. Hey, that right? was that was like one of the only cool things. Oh. Well, yeah, it was like one of the only cool things that I was like, damn LeBron, like that's kind of fire. Yeah, but that's something like I could see Joel coming Kyrie out with something did that new. Too? That was sick. Joel I could see him coming out with something new cuz yeah. he's clever. But um yeah, I think they'll be fine against uh, Indiana without um without him being Yeah. The bigs down there, I mean Miles Turner, TJ Leaf they're playing against him. They have Amir Johnson and Sarich, so I'm not really concerned. Plus, Ben Simmons is probably probably the best player on the court with those two teams. And they got Markel Fultz back. I mean, he's a positive guy. You know, what a, what a terrible way for him to come back and hurt their best player. Yeah. So I'll stupid. remind you, it was against the Knicks, too, so that's yeah. some bad juju. But That's why. If you're playing the Knicks, you're just going to get some bad luck. Yeah. Then he goes on a Twitter rant, too. That's just what, what's what been happening. And, yeah, and shout-out to Joel while he's out <laughs> on his little Joel. hiatus with his uh, with his injury. It's looking like Joel is – during that interview that he had on TNT, he was saying that he moved on past Rihanna. Is there anything you'd like to say to anybody on TNT right now? I mean, you should deny me back then, so why go with her again? So um, I have to pass that and move on to the next one. But then he went on his Twitter and uh, hollered at her and said, "Was on the pills." <laughs> that made yeah, he was on pills. He said that that that's he was what popping he said. Pills. He said he was popping pills. I mean, <laughs> so, that would not be really surprising if he was feeling a little loopy and was like, "Hey, I'm gonna give Rihanna a shout out. See what's up." Oh, he was. Did she respond? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think so. I mean, she should entertain it. Like she's had over here. He, she's um, she's probably way bigger than Joel Embiid. Oh no, she's way bigger. Rihanna's brand, yeah. uh, as opposed to Joel Embiid's brand, is not even close. I mean, you also you never know because Serena Williams is like married and has a child with the founder of Reddit. So you never know. You never know. Hey, Reddit's pretty big. Yeah, but the guy's like he's a little nerd. No! In comparison to Serena Williams. I mean, whatever floats your boat. Exactly. I true, mean, but, but I'm just saying, like, Rihanna maybe should entertain Joel Embiid, but I mean, while he's out, he's gonna he's got some free time on his hands, so could see what happens with that. But I mean, going back to going back to basketball, Joel Embiid, I think that it 
it's going to be tough. Like, if he has to play with a mask, we've seen that it's been difficult for players to come back from orbital injuries. I know that, like, Russell Westbrook had troubles coming back and just, like, shooting and just – you think it wouldn't be an issue because it's on the face. And, like, the mask really does play a role. Like like I said, m- maybe jokingly, but it, it's true. Unless you're Rip Hamilton that that constantly played with a mask and felt so comfortable with it, it's, it's a learning curve. Rip so, City. Rip City. So I think it, it may be a little difficult for Joel to come back and play – immediately back to where he was as an all-star and possible all-NBA. They were talking about that, all-NBA. Uh, yeah, he probably if, is. If he gets – if he, I think it was if he gets the all-NBA nod, then he he gets like an extra like 30 mil, 40 mil in his contract. 30 to 40 mil? 34, 30 to 40 mil in his contract. Wow. Yeah. So that's insane. It is insane. So that's a, that's a big thing he's pushing for. So maybe that this last amount of time that he's out – could affect his pay, uh, how much his paycheck and how much he has in his wallet. So maybe he's, he wants to rush back a little bit to get that that All NBA first team. But I, they were like comparing with who may get it. Like Anthony Davis is probably gonna get it over him, but that doesn't make any sense because he's a power forward. Yeah, well, they, I don't even think they, they, they go by position. No, anymore. they do. They specifically they still do. They, no, well, they what they specifically do is they go a center, two forwards, and two guards. And I think that's dumb because they should they should do the way they do it at the All Star game. Yeah, well, the thing with like the All Star game, they get three forwards, two guards. I think it's dumb and definitely in terms of All NBA because when you're incorporating money into the equation, you look at like the best player. Like if you're looking at All First Team NBA, you're looking at the best players in the game. That is like LeBron, yeah. Kevin Durant, James Harden, um, Westbrook. Westbrook. It should be Westbrook and Anthony Davis. Still should be the Anthony, five. Exactly, but because of the limitations on the the positioning you're not going to have that and those guys are going to probably surrender a little bit of cash and whatever clauses they may have in their contract so it is kind of dumb how the NBA limits it like that but Joel Embiid probably trying to get back on that contract but he's going to be out for at least two weeks I hope he's in the postseason because that'll be crazy with Philadelphia and I want to see them play and have a little bit more success past their Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl and uh, the Villanova National Championship, so that that'll be fun. I hope I hope Joel gets back on I the agree. court, and I want to see that see that team play in the postseason. Moving on to our reoccurring segment, Swish. free throws. Going to start off. Spurs are unsure when Kawhi Leonard will return. I don't even know why they keep talking about this. Like the media likes just, it. I, yeah, it's so dumb. And then there was a Jalen Rose once again comes out with some more garbage, saying that he's going to consider going to the Boston Celtics. Jalen Rose, where is he getting this from? I Put your name or put your source's name out there because it's it just BS at this point. Woj, Adrian Woj, whatever, whatever his name is from Adrian ESPN. Wo- Adrian Wojnowski, Wojnowski, Wojnowski. Yes, from St. Bonaventura. His team sucks at basketball. <laughs> um, came out. Shout out St. Bonaventura. And he also said something about how Kawhi's like unhappy and then Danny Green replied, um, quote tweeted it and he says, this this is one hundred percent false. Good, because like oh, they're just coming out I'm with you, random man, stuff. ESPN is just coming out with BS at this point, garbage. Like until they actually put, like they'll always, like I've said before, I think when we when we started talking about this dumb topic about Kawhi Leonard, like until it really comes out that Kawhi Leonard is directly saying this to sources, and the sources can be named of why he's unhappy, and they're they're just speculations at this point. Until it's verified that Kawhi is truly unhappy, then it's it's just noise. It's just white noise. It's nothing. It's nothing to really be taken seriously. And Kawhi and, and like, the the Boston Celtics idea, don't they still have Gordon Hayward? 
They all yeah, play true. the same position. Gordon Hayward, then you got Jalen Brown, and then you got Jason Tatum. That doesn't make any sense to plug in Kawhi Leonard. It's so stupid. It's I mean, so they would probably trade somebody, dumb. but like, it's so dumb. Hey, Jalen so Rose, dumb. I don't know where he comes up with this stuff. He's he's honestly he's something else. No, it's because they got a new show and he's got to make some big, basically. He's basically. got to make some big storylines. So dumb. yeah. All right, let's move on. Next one, Patrick McCraw, injury ah, versus the Kings. Yeah. It was a scary moment. I saw it. It was kind of uh, rough. Yeah, they, Vince Car- Vince Carter undercut him. On he was like, dunk, go, yeah, he was going he up down. for a dunk or like a layup, and he like Vince like yeah went up to play defense, but it was like I'm not gonna play defense. And then McCall like landed. I think he like landed on his ass, but like it was obviously like when you hit your tailbone, yeah, it's it, bad. It's like you get some pain, and especially when these NBA athletes are jumping as high as they they can. And you know hurt. they're just freak athletes. And like there was a video of like Steve Kerr. Obviously, I don't like Steve Kerr, but I think he had a valid point when he was like looking at Vince and he's like, "Dude, you can't do that." And like he he like came over to Vince and was like tapping him on the back and like consoling Vince Carter. And Vince Carter was like he he felt bad about it. Like he admittedly like said like Steve Kerr should not be talking to Vince Carter. Yeah, I think he's more credible than Steve Kerr. Vince uh, Carter, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I hate I, Steve Kerr. I think I, he's, I hate him too, but I think that in that situation of how he kind of – I don't think Vince was, like, purposely being a dick. And no, like, I think it was not intentional. Yeah. By accident. But, like, Steve Kerr is one of those guys that thinks just because he has one of the best teams in the NBA, he could do and say whatever he wants. Yeah. And, like, you're not, you're not valid to do that because you didn't even build that team. Name one draft pick well, that he, he has, did. He has two championships. Yes, yeah, but it was Mark Jackson's I, team. I know that. Name, I have the same argument. But name one player that Steve Kerr's drafted. Uh, Patrick McCraw. That's the only one Pat that you can McCaw, name. McCaw. I think he came from the G League too, or like the. No, that he drafted him. Jordan Bell, but Jordan Bell hasn't really. I don't know. All right, he's but a second round pick. A, like, yeah, I mean, it was a scary situation. I kind of see why he would be a little upset, and that especially with the amount of injuries that they have. So it may. It, I don't know. I, I don't like to see it coming from Steve Kerr just because, in general, I'm not a huge fan of him, but I could understand why he was upset. Yeah. So, moving on, really funny uh, social media. It caught media. me. It so, caught me. Yeah, up. it was pretty spot on. Anthony Davis fakes out the internet with his eyebrow shaving on Instagram. He was like kind of teasing it on his uh, social media, like on his Instagram stories and like his Snapchat. And he was like saying, hey, like, should I, should I shave my eyebrow or my unibrow? Should I shave it? And then, like, he he had, like, a video of him, like, with mm-hmm. a razor. And I was thinking, like, was he going to directly do – because he had, like, one of those, like, the razors that you shave your face. I'm yeah. like, dude, like, you should get that professionally done. And he just, like – and then, like, he cut away from the camera. Yeah, How did he do it? Did they, Like, he probably had, like, some, like – Tape, something. But, like, I was like, this guy, he looks good without the yeah. – Yeah. I was like, this guy's DMs are open, dude, yeah. ladies. Come on. What are you doing? I'm like, AD. I was like, he should have shaved it. Yeah, honestly. Maybe – but don't you think he maybe was like testing the waters to kind of see what yeah, people? Yeah, true. Because see? his his uh, his brand is the brow. His like, brand he does is sell the brow. a lot that's of his, stuff because of that. That's his nickname. So it may take a little bit of a hit in terms of his branding, but yeah. it may open up a whole another world of possibilities to James Harden shaves his beard. Oh no, that, that would be I, hilarious. That would be so much worse than Anthony Davis shaving his eyebrow. Yeah, true. I think it would be ten. No, million I'm just saying it would worth. be hilarious. Like if he did an April James Fools. Brown with or not James, James Brown, whoa, <laughs> James Harden with a sh- with a clean shaven. That'd be that'd be the day. That'd be something because like you see the pictures of him without. I mean, he was young, so we can't really he was tell. Young. Like he put, he put but on nah, a lot he, of muscle now. 
He's a big dude now. Yeah. He's a big dude. So I that was that was really funny on the internet. John Wall officially back. He played his first game. I think he had 14 and 15 or 14 points and 15 assists. So yeah, John Wall's back. We're gonna see how the how that dysfunctional team. Yeah, let's go Wall to go in the playoffs. They're locked in at the six. I think they're locked in for the playoffs. I don't know if they're locked in at the six seed. They could move move around there. But we'll see how like Gortat and that whole team kind of functions with each other. Maybe there's a little bad blo- or bad blood still there. We'll have to see it play out. Yep. And your girl, Sister Jean, she exited the game early. Yeah, listen, I hate um, Sister Jean, and I hate Michigan more. <laughs> so that was just a bad combo for me oh on that side. Oh, my God. But she I left will the say, game early. I will say that why, why – It's probably did, bedtime for Yeah, her. why did the Michigan player go up to her? And like, oh, I'm a huge fan of you. What has she done for the team? She's absolutely nothing. She's spiritual support, Nick. She's spiritual support. Well, the Pope met Jim Harbaugh from Michigan. Ooh. Yeah. So, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the football program versus the basketball program. But I thought it was funny, Sister Jean dipping out. And like the game was still close at that point, and she was just like, I'm leaving. So maybe as she was exiting the gym, so we're – Loyola Chicago's chances of winning that game, and obviously they lost, so it didn't end up mm-hmm. being. Yeah, well, so you know they had a good run, good Cinderella story. We get one of those every year. Congratulations, Loyola! You got your Final Four. You guys sold a lot of money for your program. Congrats! And now they will never probably see the Final Four ever again. Yeah. Yep. Well, well, not ever again. They'll probably. It depends. It Maybe depends. in like 30, 40, 50 years. Well, it depends who they have still going. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll have to see. Maybe they'll maybe they'll keep those guys together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Another free throw. Rockets set a new single season record for three pointers in a season. Big whoop. No surprise. No surprise there. Not no real big big news. You know they just shoot the ball like they shoot like sixty three pointers a game. It's no big deal. Jimmy Butler very close to a return. Cleared Good. For, cleared for contact on Saturday uh, this past Saturday. What do you think of Jimmy Butler possibly coming back? I, they were talking about how like the point that. Jimmy Butler has been worn down so much because he's a part of that Thibodeau mm-hmm. kind of system and how they ground and pound and, like, yeah. defense and everything, like how Derrick Rose and Joakim Noah are in their late 20s, and you'd think that's, like, still, like, prime basketball, exiting prime basketball, and they're just garbage. Okay. So will that affect be, be in play for Jimmy Butler? No, so I think, I think so. Do you, but I think they should give him a little extra time. I mean, where they are right now in the postseason standings – I feel like he needs to come back to get some rhythm. They're, they're the seventh seed. Obviously, he's got to come back, but they're going to get whopped by Golden State anyway. So it's like, don't rush him back for these last 10 days. Maybe without, just a plug him Curry, in for the without a Steph Curry, you put Jimmy Butler guarding Kevin Durant. Yeah, true. I guess. Eh. Who's going to stop Carl Anthony Towns? Um, Draymond. Zaza Pachulia. Zaza's not stopping anybody. He, if he hurts him, yeah. The 12th man on the bench of the. Of the Minnesota Timberwolves would have a good chance against Zaza Pachulia, so probably that makes sense. Maybe Javale McGee. Javale McGee may have a good chance. He's against. not. He's not good enough in the post to defend. He's just a good athletic blocker in my eyes. Yeah, true, true. But true. you know, let's move on to the next one. Um, Notre Dame got the women's national championship. UConn choked uh, in the semifinals. I'll, the I'll girl, take. Well, I'll take. I'll take some. Uh, some flack for this, I yeah, guess. Because you gave us them a guarantee win. I jinxed us. You jinxed us, Rob. How? How? <laughs> How would you not think though with this squad? Like they screwed I was like, me out of a free iced coffee, UConn women's <laughs> basketball. 
you know, they're killing me, but whatever. Uh, Notre Dame, congratulations. I was actually rooting for Notre Dame. We'd rather lose to the champ in my eyes than lose to somebody else. Yeah. Plus, I don't like Mississippi State at all. They beat us last year in the game winner. It kind of was the same. So, hopefully, next year we go up against Notre Dame and same take situation. Their ass. But, um, yeah, this girl, I'm not, I'm going to try not to butcher the name. Arky, Ariki, Ogon Bowali hit two game winners back to back probably clutchest player in, oh man in women's basketball watched, in I, men's basketball too to back to back Kobe gave her the shout out on Saturday he was supporting UConn though Kobe was wearing the UConn yeah, hat man. I'm like yo what's yeah, good he, he, listen Kobe. listen Rob you heard it here first talking true hoops podcast I want credit when Kobe's daughter comes to play for UConn okay Mark it up. Mark it down. Talk Mark to it. Hoops wow. Podcast. I got the inside scoop. Wow. I like that. I like that. I like that. I got the inside scoop. All right. That's what I, I think say. that's like something that can, because I've been seeing like their. Yeah, he comes to talk with the girls. He's wow. good friends with Gino Oriyama. He was on his podcast. Exactly. Kobe, come on our podcast. So that's what I'm saying. So uh, you heard it here first. Wow, I like that take, Nick. Yeah, that's a good take. I, I want I want credit for that is, when it breaks. But is is the connection with Gino good enough for her to, or like, is she good enough, or will his like connection with Gino be able to get her here? Well, or, I don't know how old she is. I don't know. She's I, probably I, like thirteen or something. I don't know how good she is. All I know is that if she's he's got good, two daughters, right? I think he's had two. I, think I, I don't, don't know. Has, yeah. All I know is so if he's good enough. Two prodigies come. If she's good enough, she's yeah. coming to you. Would you get a? Would you get a? Um, I don't know what her name is, but would you get a Bryant? UConn jersey? Uh, UConn jersey? No, I don't think no. they have names on the back. No, we don't sick. have names. No. no names on the back. So that that'd be sick. Yeah, I like that take. You heard it here first. Talking True Hoops podcast. Credit us. So that is it for free throws. That is it for episode twenty six of the Talking True Hoops podcast. Once again, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, our YouTube stream. Follow our social media at Talking True Hoops on Twitter and Instagram. We will catch you next week. You've been listening to the Talkin' True Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos. Once again, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow our social media, Talkin' True Hoops on Twitter and Instagram. Join us next week for more basketball talk on Talkin' True Hoops.